0: You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Having a baby at the same time as pursuing a time-consuming creative career might not sound like an easy combination, but musician Amber Lawrence is doing it all. Recently married, the four-time Golden Guitar winner is currently touring with her baby son, Ike. It's been a bit of a whirlwind introduction to parenthood, but she's still got a massive smile on her face. Amber, welcome to Feed Play Love. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you. How much of your current life was consciously planned uh, and how much
1: happened spontaneously like the tour and Oh yeah um, it, well, I think most of it was planned to be honest um, I met Marty my husband, we only met three and a half years ago so we kind of immediately discussed whether we wanted to have kids and when we would try and um, we were pretty lucky it didn't take too long and um, And built in around that was music and I, you know, when we found out we were having Ike I opened up my diary and looked at the due date and went, ah, perfect, because <laughs> four <laughs> weeks before that was a, a big festival that I was already booked in, because with music and festivals, you you take bookings um a year in advance. So there's a festival. And then four weeks after Ike was due, I went, oh, cool, there's that other big festival I wanted to do. <laughs> so I was um just conscious of uh, hoping that Ike came on time and that I could still do these festivals and I was able to. And um, So he came on time? Yeah, he did. He came That's on time. It's quite unusual though, isn't it? First <laughs> baby. Yes, yeah. Um, well, you know, we, um, yeah, we we're, were lucky, lucky. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, and also, of course, when you were
0: looking in, in your diary, I'm assuming you weren't, um, well, you obviously weren't as pregnant, pregnant as you would be at the time of the festival. Yes. How did you feel physically?
1: Oh, I felt exactly the same. I just was was fit and, you know, I live in, in Coogee, which is a very hilly part of Sydney. So any time I leave my house, it's impossible to leave my house without having to go up a very steep hill or down that hill and back up again. So I maintained my fitness um, purely just through walking and and. Continuing to perform, and I performed pretty much every week of being pregnant and being a, a live performer. You do use a lot of energy, and um, so you're on your feet all the yeah. time. Yeah, oh, and you're, you're you're carrying stuff. You know, you're you're taking your guitar into the venue. You're carrying the the CDs and the merchandise, so you do stay quite fit. And um, so I found that uh, the only hard thing was the breathing, because you are compressed and your lungs are kind of squashed. I guess. Um, so I had to some of the songs, you know, I had to kind of change the phrasing of words because there's no way I could have got that whole sentence out. Or, <laughs> so the I was wondering of, about that yeah. because um, the physicality
0: of singing as well, not just on your lungs, but it's yeah, it's your whole body, isn't it? Right, your diaphragm, everything. Yeah, definitely.
1: Being... And it was only certain songs that were, you know, very wordy that that were hard. You know, ones that you just didn't have much time to breathe. That was. Where I had to change that, and the band kind of eventually worked out that I was, you know, changing the way I was singing the songs, and they adapted. and and, um, and the only other symptom I got was uh, indigestion. I got really bad indigestion, but that didn't um, that didn't affect anything I was just doing. It just made you uncomfortable. Yeah, it just meant I couldn't enjoy the food that I wanted so badly. You <laughs> would have been hungry. Oh yes, yeah, starving. And because you know, you kind of you give yourself free license to eat. And, and you, I was like, we can't. And you play guitar. Yeah. So when
0: you were really pregnant, yeah. I mean, I know we can still drive cars, etc. Yeah. But was it awkward playing your guitar when your tummy um, was?
1: Well, I didn't actually get all that huge either, and I just you just popped it a little bit to the side or on um, top. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I was like, again, I, I say, you know, you're just lucky. There's, I don't give myself any kudos for any of that. You know, I just had a an easy pregnancy and then I didn't, you know, there was only about two weeks early on where I felt a bit off from that moment on. I felt good and healthy and fit and was, you know, I traveled all around Australia. I did more travel last year than I had done pretty much my whole career. You know, I took light aircraft to Birdsville and, you know, at seven months pregnant and up to the Pilbara, you know, to play a festival in the red dirt. And, um, yeah, it was it was kind of fingers crossed the whole time of like <laughs> we don't want to have a baby at the birdsville pub. Come on, stay there. <laughs> um and how did you fit
0: in things like any visits, visits etc while you were traveling?
1: Well, um yeah, the travel was busy but it was generally centered around weekends. So, yeah, that I didn't have too much trouble fitting in appointments um close, you know, when you live in the city of Sydney you are lucky you have so much at your fingertips and where we live the hospital is literally a three-minute drive away the Randwick Women's Hospital so um, you know if we ever had any any appointment it was kind of like you could almost walk there so we were quite lucky with uh, the circumstances around it. So
0: Ike was born and then four weeks later you had another festival. Yeah yeah. Four weeks after a newborn comes into the world um, can feel like Five minutes after, yeah, and yeah. You, they're still so small. Yeah, how did it feel going into that festival atmosphere after you'd been in that little baby cocoon?
1: Well, yeah, I guess I didn't go into a cocoon, you know. In some ways, I, I there was that element, which I look back on and I think, you know, that would be my only regret is that I knew I had these work commitments very soon afterwards. So, yeah, of course, I focused. You know, hundred and one percent on baby, but in the back of my mind was getting fit and getting back on top, ready to work again. And I know there'd be many people that think that's definitely the wrong thing to do, but it was the right thing to do for me. Because I don't know about wrong. I just think incredible well, is the word that comes. No, I to think my I mind. just I just kept a mindset, and I I was lucky. I just had a really great positive mindset. I had a great birth. I was fit. And, um, how was Ike sleeping? Well, I look at my diary that I wrote and he was waking up every two hours. I can't remember that, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, you know, and I was pumping milk, like a a dairy just to, you know, ready for the times I was on stage. Um, yeah, we were just, I was in kind of like, okay. And it was only one festival, you know, but it'd been booked in the diary for, 12 months and it was a bucket list kind of festival that I really wanted to do. I was on stage for 60 minutes. Wow. That's it, you know, mm. and, but it was easy. Uh, the the actual performance just exactly as it was, you know, eight weeks before. And uh, just, just the hard part was kind of like the juggling act of a baby and, boobs and <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes,
1: all that but my clothes kind of fit you know and um, yeah it was just it was good to I'm that kind of type A personality that if I was at home sitting on the couch watching everyone else do that dream gig that I had but I'd given up you know it wouldn't have helped my mental health so I knew what worked for me and I've always I've been of the mindset whenever I'm trying to make a decision you know Of course, Ike is the number one priority, but what's going to help me be a better mum is my happiness too. Um, And work does make me happy, so I can't apologise for that. Nor should you. (laughs) You met your husband
0: on Tinder, and I guess for many people, that's the way you meet your partner now. Um, But you're Gen X like me. I I Googled your birthday. (laughs) So you're Gen X like me. And and Tinder dating wasn't really how we met people. Were you surprised that's how you met him?
1: No, not really, because I had a partner for ten years that we lived together and you know, we broke up when we were thirty three or something and so, you know, I tried other options of yeah, went out to the pubs for a bit and and then a couple of set ups. Um, but eventually at thirty three you don't really have that many girlfriends to go out with to party and meet guys because they're all settled down and they've got kids and they're at home. So you you've got no other option and I was sitting by – I was on holidays with my other single girlfriend and we were sitting by the pool and we just thought, let's try Tinder. And um, I had great experiences on Tinder. I didn't have any horrible men that I met. I just met some nice guys and, you know, I had a few different dates along the way. And, um, yes, Was those... it hard to
0: get used to after dating as you did before you
1: met your first partner? And Well, I, yeah, I'd never really dated, like – a lot. You know, it was my, you know, you meet a guy at school at 18. Oh, well, he's your boyfriend for the next three years. And then I met a guy through music at about 24 years old and he was my boyfriend for 10 years. So I hadn't been on this huge dating circuit. Um, Tinder was fun. You know, I used to call it the candy shop (laughs) because you could just go through looking at cute guys and everything was above board. You know, I, I didn't meet any guys that wanted anything immediate and I wasn't the type that wanted immediate things. Like it was pretty clear I wanted to meet a partner. Um, and, and I think, you know, Marty was about the fifth guy from Tinder that I dated and you know, why it worked for us is because we both wanted the same things. We were both we weren't looking for short-term love. We wanted to find someone to marry and uh, and have children with and, and we were actually from the same circles of friends, you know. We didn't know it at the time but, you know, we'd been dating for two weeks and I asked him what school he went to and he told me the school and I said, oh, my cousin went to that school but I don't think he, he was in your year and I mentioned my cousin's name and he said, yeah, I'm I'm friends with your cousin. <laughs> So, you know, and then there was another example of him living with my sister-in-law's best friend and it's like we could have met in real life, we should have met in real life, but we met online.
0: Yeah. So you met, Marty, three and a half years ago. You had Ike. You then got married. Yeah. Um, and you've just described how you kind of kept going through all of that, working, um, and you take seem to take things in your stride. Yeah. How, though, has having Ike changed the way you do things work-wise? Because, yeah. as you said, you've still got the juggle.
1: Yeah. What does the juggle look like oh, for you? Oh, my goodness. The juggle's crazy now because, um, because I'm self-employed and I work from home. I have... Um, up until now, convinced myself that I can, you know, of do course, everything. <laughs> yeah, I can have baby at home all day and work my career. And as he's getting older, I realize I can't do anything during the day because he wants attention, needs attention, and is very mobile. Um, so you know, at the moment, I'm working after hours every night to get all that admin of my business done. And um, you know, in that short two hours, he's asleep, or occasionally. I'll um, you know, bring my mum and, and say, Do you want to go, get on the books today? I'll I'll pay you to, you know, help help me with my business. You know, it's not like a grandma babysitting arrangement. It's like this is childcare today, come over and I'll give you some money. Not that she wants it, but you know, I just feel better that way. And then um but when I'm doing touring or um, you know, studio time or whatever, I do have to get grandmas two grandmas in to um to mind because and also uh Marty baby's daddy he uh is a very good father who you know will share the load 50 percent. we really are so lucky both of us work full-time but we really do share that babysitting role and um so I guess what it's changed for me work-wise is that there is no way I can spend the time I used to spend on my career I had the luxury of all day every day seven days a week to build my career and um now I do it in much much less time and I'm less of a perfectionist and I just, I get things wrong and I, I don't get mad at myself. I just think, well, I tried my best and there's nothing more I could do. I just, I know, I, you know, I look at my day and I think, well, I couldn't have done any more. So if, if it gets done, it gets done. And if it doesn't, uh, I either stay up a little later or worry about it another day. <laughs> and of course, um,
0: Beautiful Ike is downstairs yeah. now. So sometimes you will take him yeah. when you do yeah. interviews, etc. And there was a television appearance <laughs> the other day, um, and I would think sometimes people probably ask you to bring Icon when you do an interview. Yeah. 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 Yes. Do you think they ever understand
1: what children are like on set? Oh yeah, they do, and they're hoping for it to just go to... wrong. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. what you want. Good television. Um, look, it was really—we went on the morning show, and it was going great until my little lapel microphone got caught in his hair, and he's got a lot of hair. And I, you know, I just went into like—I can't even remember the segment because I just kind of blanked out with fear of what I was going to do while I was trying to talk on live television and unravel a microphone, which they don't like you touching those no. microphones because they make this. <laughs> Big crack on live TV. Get it out of his hair. Of course, he's going to cry. I whipped out the bottle that I'd brought with me, but he'd already drunk three quarters of it. So we, you know, got rid of that in ten seconds, and we still had four minutes of interview to get through. So, yeah, it was. (laughs) And I, uh, I kind of walked off and said to my mum who came with us said what happened did we did we finish the interview
0: I can't remember I think um if I could say I think you handled it better than the hosts because that I just always I love watching people try to deal with those situations because it's like they just keep talking and talking and you're thinking
1: it's not gonna work you're trying to answer a question and you know stop baby from either crying or like he's about to you know, crack that glass table.
0: He oh, yes. <laughs> hitting his hands yeah. on it. I think he did but that's beautifully. That's, it is that's
1: exciting. But yeah, I do bring him to work a lot because, um, I, you know, I am. Um, I'm lucky that I can in this job. You know, I am self employed. I'm an artist. You do in a way call the shots. Um, there are times that it's not appropriate for either the the gig that you know if it's if it's live to air radio and it's a station that's going out to half of Australia it's probably not appropriate because it's not going to be a great interview but if it's a pre-record or if it's a gig that's during the day I'll take him if it's a gig at night it's not going to be good for anyone especially not him so I do leave him at home for gigs Or a lot of my other friends travel with their babies and they've got husbands on the road which I don't have um So I have to leave him at home sometimes and at the moment he's okay with that. He hasn't worked out that I've gone for too long. So, you know, and every day will be a new day in in this business of, okay, what worked yesterday does not work today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's so interesting. Um, So music, I imagine, is a big part of his life as well by osmosis. Yeah. And I have a bit of an obsession with lullabies. Oh, yeah, yeah. How often do you sing to him? Because not everyone feels yeah. that they want to sing to their child, even if that's what they do for yeah. a living.
1: I sing to him constantly um, because that's kind of what I do. Like, But it's very rare that I'd sing him a song that makes any sense, you know. <laughs> I don't sing Ba-Ba Black Sheep or um, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. I sing Five Little Ducks. I have uh, I sang that and you know, I repeated it a few times and it is a song that kind of um, – uh, he ident- you know, can remember. But apart from that, I'm just always making up little tunes because I do write kids songs. Which so. one's Five Little Ducks? Five Little Ducks went out one day over the hill and far away. You know that one? Mother Duck said, quack, 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 quack. It's very sad because they all disappear, but oh, they do did- come home. I was going to say, do you change it so it's got a happy <laughs> yes, ending? Yes, you know, they come home in the original version. Um, so, no, I just, I know, I mean, I'm always practicing my own songs, so put him in his little play area and I'll sit there on the guitar and he, he can sit there for a good while while I'm playing he music. Would love it. Children love yeah, music. Yeah, He does. So what about when he goes to sleep? Do you
0: have any songs that you always sing? None at all. <laughs> do you just put him down and he goes to no, sleep No, No, no. We've
1: got our own bad habit. Uh we yeah, we I read all the blogs and I listen listen to all the apps and and they're meant to do that. But no, we need a bottle. <laughs> so Oh whatever that works, works for us. So but I just wanted to get you to sing a lullaby for I me. I don't sing a lullaby to him. Um I, I sing, as I said, Five Little Ducks and, and uh, the other song is You are beautiful on the inside and on the outside You're a butterfly on the inside and on the outside And we love you So that's a little kid oh, song Oh, that's beautiful
0: <laughs> Amber, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show Thank you so oh, much thank for you. coming in Thanks for having me that's country singer Amber Lawrence. Her new album is called Spark. She's currently touring for dates and venues. Check out the links in the notes of this episode. Next time on Feed Play Love, we have the much loved Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue answering all your questions.
1: So you take out yogurt, cheese, whole milk, like you know, milk you put on your cereal and your tea and your coffee. It's quite dramatic, and also milk chocolate oh
0: what <laughs> so it's Isn't not even a bit much
1: it's not even worth it is it
0: don't forget to email your questions to helpline at theparentbrand.com.au i'm siobhan hunt this podcast is produced by debbie ning see you next time